The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And always, we have great shows, great guests, great questions in there. So this show is going to be something special. Um... A lot's been going on, but uh, what we have to talk about today is some real serious. All shows are serious, but uh, we could get some questions and we get some answers out today. So it's only our show, but you know we'll get what we can. My guest today, I had on before, is a privilege of getting her back. You know, I like to give a little the listeners a little background on her. She has a private practice specializing in athletic mental health and wellness. She consults with school and social service agencies. She worked in social service agencies for many years and also worked in Illinois School District in the role of a school social worker. She attended the University of Chicago and Chicago State University. She's a visiting student at the University of Maryland where she studied abroad in London, England, and United Kingdom, sports, commerce, and culture, and global marketplace programs. Also, she completed addition studies program at City College of Chicago Kennedy King College, and she also is a member of Social Worker Association and a national member of the University of Michigan University of Michigan Social Worker and Sports Association. She also speaks out throughout the United States on topics related to social work and sports. She has been a guest on several shows radio shows such as mine before discuss mental health issues within sports. And she also is certified school social worker, licensed clinical social worker, and a certified alcohol and drug counselor. Listeners out there, I'd like to welcome my guest, Nellie Graves. You there, Nellie? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me, James. Thank you for being on. I didn't mess that up on your bio because there's so much that you have on there that relates to everything that goes on with athletes, not only athletes, but other things. But did I get everything right? You got everything perfect. I know there was one thing on there I didn't see that you sent me. It said, I also got underneath your skin last week when we were talking. <laughs> Say that again. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I, said, I, I don't see you on there where it says, I also got underneath your skin last week when we and you were talking. We had a discussion. Right. <laughs> exactly. I left that off. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we, uh, we'll get started. You know, let's just jump right into it. You know, I'll ask some questions and um, and let you just go on because you certify and all okay. this, and I'm not. And I like the person who's more certified and to help us um, learn more about what go, goes on and what can we do, you know, as in preventing 
or, you know, if it does happen, what can you do afterwards? And that's what we try and do in right. You know, when Absolutely. you have an injury, what can you do before or after the injury? So let's kick it off. Uh, Ray Rice is all in the news. Uh, me and you had a discussion last week. Some things I didn't agree with you on, and we're going to talk about that. And you was trying to explain okay. to me. But I'd like for you to, like, kind of sum up, you know, say what you see that was going on, then I can come in and say, you know, what do you think of this? Okay. Well, well, why don't I start with, because I think it's important for for everyone to be clear exactly what is domestic violence. Right. Because, you know, we have these ideas of it, but I want to just kind of um, give it a a formal definition of what domestic violence is. And this is coming from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. So according to that, domestic violence is the willing intimidation, physical assault, battery, sexual assault, and or other abusive behaviors perpetrated by one intimate partner against another. It includes physical violence, sexual violence, threats, and emotional abuse. The frequency and the severity of domestic violence can vary dramatically. So that's kind of our formal Um, definition of domestic violence. And so then I wanted to just kind of highlight for your audience some actual facts, just so we know what we're dealing with before we get into Ray Rice. So when we're talking about domestic violence, one in four women have been a victim of severe physical violence. 84% of the victims are women. Three-fourths of the persons committing the domestic violence are men. 46% of intimate partners didn't even report that it happened. So with 46% of partners not even reporting it, the numbers are probably much higher. So that just kind of gives us an idea. Um, And it's also very important to note that men also have been the victims of domestic violence. Um, It doesn't matter what type of relationship. It could be heterosexual. It could be a lesbian relationship gay men, a lot of people or people have experience no matter whether you're male or female. So we just, I want to just kind of put that out there just so we kind of have a working understanding about domestic violence. So going back to our original conversation about Ray Rice, what do you you want to ask me specifically? Well, and and like what you said, you had the difference, I mean, um, statistics. What is a domestic? I mean, like when we talked about it, you know, you know help me understand it. Help people. There's um mental um domestic like well, you know, you're fat and blah blah blah, right? But what if, yeah. like I said, a, a young man and uh the other partner is arguing and she grabs him and he puts her hand off and puts her away. Hit. That's co- considered domestic violence, right? So we have to label well, what is right. Well, when we're thinking about domestic violence, it's actually a cycle. It doesn't, it doesn't start with something physical. Generally, it starts with using intimidation. It starts with threats. It goes with emotional abuse. And then it escalates. Generally, how, how domestic violence works is it starts with, you know, if you don't do A, B will happen to you. Or, you know, you, you 
for an example, if, if the if the aggressor is a male, he puts the female down. He he makes her think that um, she she's less than, or he he makes her feel guilty. So that's kind of the emotional abuse going on. She she um, is called names, that kind of thing. Then another part of that that profile is. The, the, the abuser will isolate the woman in that, well, she can't be around family. She can't be around friends. So she doesn't have a support system. She becomes isolated. So that be, that's part of it. And so at that point, she becomes dependent upon him. And so it's all about this power and control. So a lot of things are happening even before physical violence has occurred. When that physical violence occurs, it starts with maybe um, blocking the door or grabbing someone's wrist, pushing them. Then it turns into a slap. Then it turns into a punch. And what happens um, with domestic violence, the, the severity increases in the duration. So it becomes more often, and it becomes more dangerous, more severe. So that's, that's usually generally how it looks when we're talking about domestic violence. And I know we had a conversation um, when we were talking about Ray Rice, we were talking about um, the comment, I think, I think you said, well, we don't know what happened in the elevator. And we were talking before the second, the second video came out. But, you know, my concern is, and, and, and we can kind of, I want to direct this to, in my opinion, the, the lack of um, diligence for the, with the NFL, the video that we saw originally was a man pulling an unconscious woman out of an elevator. She was unconscious. She was lifeless. We didn't know, you know, we didn't know what happened, but clearly something happened where she was unconscious. And I, I studied this video quite a bit, and I was looking at Ray Rice's face, and to me, just interpreting what I was looking at, I didn't see a person who was concerned um, about the well-being. He actually was stepping over her, and, and his foot was, was, was you know, kind of, I don't want to say he was kicking her, but he, his foot was touching her leg as he was dragging her and adjusting her leg. And he did not appear remorseful. He looked to me as this was something normal. And when we, again, when we go back to the process of domestic violence, how it starts small. When we see two hits and dragging out of an elevator, to me it indicates a sign that possibly this has been going on for quite some time and this is quite normal. So, well, so that was kind of my take on it when you and I were talking. Just, you know, we didn't know. And just from that alone, I don't understand why the NFL just gave at that point two games. That did so not make sense. We, we got to get in that because I think the NFL is on another sense of you already. Uh, well, we we get in that later, but let's go back now. You was talking about something. Okay. You said that was going on. I want you to go back, and, and I got a question for you. Like, Do you see that in your with all your certificate of what goes on, you said that had, that's something that you look at and say was going for. Do you see addiction of they having like either alcohol or something? Because normally when you see and you hear about Domestic people fighting or people fighting. Some is involved, drugs or alcohol. Am I wrong or right? That's actually a myth, James. Um, 
you know, a lot of people think that to be true. And oftentimes what we find is that the, the, the substances is often an excuse to do harm. But what we're finding is it's more about power and control, where one individual wants to control another one, and they do this in a number of ways. And one of the ways is being physically violent. Um, you know, we're, we're, the, 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 um, the, the research is not necessarily showing that with an increase of um, substances that increases domestic violence. Does that have a factor? Absolutely, I'm sure, because it lowers your inhibitions, mm-hmm. particularly alcohol. But again, with domestic violence, you know, I want to be really clear. This is about controlling someone. And when you are trying to control someone, you are taking certain liberties, physical liberties, emotional liberties, sexual liberties. You know, these things are to keep someone under control, and I want to have power over you. And, and the result is violence, physical, uh, sexual violence. You know, it, it just goes on. You know what, um, Nelly, um, we're going to take a break. We'll come back at another question. But before we take a break, um, I want to do my sponsor advertising thing. Well, it's still getting better and better, isn't it, Nelly? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for a new pre-owned certified vehicle, come on down to Woody Grill GMC, 1585 West Argonne Avenue, Naperville, Illinois. Ask for Deborah and she will take good care of you. Deborah can be reached at... Eric code 630-631-6575. Contact Deborah at 630-631-6574. Ooh, there's two numbers. Woody Girl, GMC, and Naperville. Well, we get that right. Try to take both numbers. But this is James Loving and my guest, now, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. (laughs) 
you're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jack Lovey and I'm um, loving that sports talk. And with my guest, just to let the listeners know, I know we read our, uh, her bio, but my guest, Nellie Grace, is certified to speak on this. And, you know, I think a lot of people you have to listen and write some things down because what she's saying is like something that if you do feel know anybody, you can probably get some out and help the situation to where it gets where um, it's out of control. But she is, so, she is certified as school social worker, licensed clinical social worker, and certified alcohol and drug counselor. So I just want to let everybody know again, Nellie. You know, everybody I have on my show, you know, I like to get them in the field that they certify and know about that I don't want, you know, get out there and have me talking about golf. I know nothing about golf. <laughs> I have somebody, you know, but I'm glad right. to have you on here. And what uh, you are telling us, you are certified and have been studying this. So thanks again, Nellie. Yeah. But I want to get into a little more about it now. I'm going to dig into you now. I laid off you on the first half, you know. But, um, okay. Every, I mean, let's, let's talk just sports and NFL and NBA. Every one of these domestic violence that we see on there. I mean, you got to do that there. You don't see where a little Johnny or Joe Blow on there. No matter, you always see these high-profile people in sports. But every one you see, I mean, you just seen another one, um, guy for the 49ers go at his birthday party drinking. Then you had the guy before then, a DUI, you know, drinking or marijuana drug. There's always one of those combinations, the denominator, um, the nom- the you know, number. I know a little bit of math now, now, but that's the common denominator there, you know? Am I right? When you, well, well are, you, are you relating that back to domestic All violence domestic. or just? All of them that I've seen. There's been some drinking or there's been some drugs involved. The, the, I mean, I'm not saying that's the reason why that happened, but there's always that involved. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I cannot, I can't, well, you know, specifically with Ray Rice, you know, um, we cannot tell if he was intoxicated or not. We, we don't know. You know, he, that has not come up. We do know that alcohol and drugs, they alter your behavior. We know that. So, um, you know, that's why you don't drink alcohol at an excess and then get behind a wheel because, you know, you're, you're not able to function. We know that when you take certain illicit drugs or even prescription drugs, it can change the way you function. It can alter your behavior and sometimes your, your personality. We know that as well. But we also have to hold individuals responsible for their actions. And, and I, think, I think that's kind of the bigger piece. You know, when we're talking about, you know, you said about, you know, high-profile players and we hear about it all in the news. Well, well that is because they're high-profile folks. And, you know, Johnny Next Door, we, we may not hear about it. That doesn't make what Johnny Next Door is doing any less important. If he's battering his wife, that's just as serious as what Ray Rice does. But, of course, we're going to hear and see everything about Ray Rice because who he is and what organization he belongs to. And 
also because we live in a in a world where there are cameras everywhere. Everyone has a recorder. Everyone has a phone. You know, in this case with Ray Rice, you know, in a in a, in a casino, you know, every place is is is, is recorded. We, you know that. So you know, it's it, it's unfortunate and tragic and horrific that this incident happened. But it's important that now that it's happened and the world has seen it, that we began to really deal with this, take the stigma away from it, and hold folks accountable. And when I, I listened very closely, uh, James, to uh, uh, Ray, Ray's press conferences and um, the comments he was making, and I just really did not come away from hearing where this is a really remorseful person. I don't know Ray Rice. I'm not in their, the, the Raven circle, but this is just my impression. And, and you know, I didn't hear the, the true ownership of what was going on. Also, when we're talking about domestic violence, when we're talking about um, his wife, Janae, one of the things that is very important for folks to understand about domestic violence is, is that, Women who are in these relationships are under a lot of pressure of an intimidation, threat to more harm, and they will say and do what they need to do to make the batterer happy, to keep themselves safe. So it wasn't a surprise to me because Janae Rice was really criticized for staying with him, number one, for making comments about... Um, I think she made a comment or she released on Instagram about, um, you know, we take responsibility when it is very clear in the video, she has nothing to take responsibility for. Ray approached her and initiated the violence. But that is very typical when you're in a domestic violence relationship. You will cover up for the batterer, the abuser. You will make excuses. You will, you will um, uh, do things to secure and try to make the person happy. So, so you know, when it's not just about, you know, holding the guy accountable, but it's also getting them both help, too. And that's but, not just the person who abuses. It's also for the one who's receiving the abuse. And that's really important for us to understand. I, I don't didn't think to see that she was making excuses for him. I think she wanted to get on with this and let both of them get help and work this out. I mean, I think what she said, the media is all over this. And she said, let us work this out and go get help. I don't think she made excuses. I never heard of her. And maybe you have I heard her say that, you know, Ray wasn't wrong. I never heard that come out of her mouth. But, you know, all I heard of me, her saying was, you know, you know, get on our life. You took my husband, you know, livelihood from him. And we got to get into that because that was, you know, wrong. I mean, because if you look at, um, I don't know if you did the studies on this, but you had Michael Vick, the kill dog. You had uh, Dante Starworth, who played the 49 New England in uh, Cleveland, drunk driving and killed a guy. And then you had the other right. guys, you know, um, Jason Bennett from the Cowboys, that drunk driving and killed the, the, the passenger. And they all was able to come back into the NFL and play. So you tell me this one guy, domestic violence, got his wife, and they tell me he definitely can come back. Where is it going to go where it's right and wrong? 
because you got well, some people that say well, it. I, I mean, I think I think it's really clear in that um, when you are physically violent and you are physically abusing your then fiance, there is no in between. That is wrong. There, you know, there, there is no in between with that. There, there's no gray lines with that. I mean, no, when 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 I watched that video, when I watched that tape, um, how quickly he went from one to a hundred. They they entered the the obviously there there was something going on. There were some words, and he approached her, hit her once. She walked towards him, and he hit her again. There, there there's no there's no place for that in society, let alone the NFL. You know what I mean? So you know I understand that there are other incidences where where um, players have, have done things and they're able to come back to the NFL. I think that's an issue with how the NFL handles different things. Um, but in this particular case, I just, I just think that this young man needs serious, serious help. And it's not just, oh, well, we need to work it out. He needs to be in, in treatment. She needs to be in treatment, and, and, and we're dealing with how to communicate properly, how to deal with anger, how to deal with, you know, owning and taking responsibility for his actions towards her. And they also have a child together. And so we're also, you know, another some of the things that we don't consider, children growing, growing up in domestic violence homes and how that affects their functioning. And there's a lot of facets to this. And, and it is just very, very serious that the NFL deals with this and deals with it the appropriate way. But you haven't still asked my question. You said that's a serious thing, but you tell me that just because he punched his uh, fiance and knocked her out, that's more serious than some like loved one getting killed. That's what you're saying because you said, well, the NFL, but you saying that um, he didn't, you know, came to us, but Josh Bennett for the Cowboys was on house arrest for his case. They told him don't drink, and he still wasn't drunk and broke that, but Still, when he came back, he still able to come in the NFL. So there's a serious problem with that. But nobody still talking about, you know, when uh, Ray Lewis was in the club and now people got killed, he paid them off, but he back in the NFL in all the things. But we all looking at uh, incidents in the elevator that escalated that the NFL dropped the bomb on, but saying he can never come back and play. But you got Ray Lewis in the Hall of Fame now. Two people was killed. He had something to do, but he ended up paying the people off and getting out of it. You got Dante Stallworth, that's a Hall of Famer. Now I read on him that he's the mayor made him some other thing, you know. These guys are like role models now. And now you got a guy what? that, you know, the mess of body that him and his wife can't get over if they go get help, but they're still alive. But these other people can't get over a loved one that's dead. So you tell me, why is that one so stronger than the other one? Well, I mean, I, I just, I just kind of reject comparing, you know, what, for an example, what, what Mike Vick did with, with his, his, his animals. And I'm a huge dog lover. I have a dog myself, but I reject comparing what uh, uh, Vick did to what Rice has, has done. You know, that's, that's the first thing. I think that when we're talking about domestic violence, you know, this is a very serious crime, and it's an ongoing crime. When we're talking about um, um, uh, the, the, the player you just mentioned uh, from the Ravens um, who, had, who was in the club and some Ray folks Lewis. got murdered. 
Ray Lewis, right. I, I remember that case very clearly, and, you know, he, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't follow it as closely, but I know he was found not guilty. We don't know what happened with that. In this case, we have indisputable evidence of what happened in that elevator, and I think that's very important. We actually watched what happened. There's no interpretation of, you know, he may be guilty, he may not be guilty. Well, we don't know what she did. We don't know. We do know what happened. We saw it. And I think that's a a really, and I think when the second part of the tape was released, it it created even more outrage. Folks were already outraged with just him dragging her out of the elevator with her lifeless body. But when we saw the second part of it, I think it was just, it was no way that the NFL could no longer ignore this. Now, I don't know what the NFL knew. I don't know what they did with their investigation initially, how they came up with the two days. But I ask you, James, you know, you know if, if that was your daughter, you know, in that elevator, and she was knocked unconscious, you know, your loved one. But you want this person being able to, to benefit from the NFL doing what he did? You know, it's just, it's just unacceptable. And, and, and I'm a, I'll say this too, James. I feel like um, the state's attorney dropped the ball. They did not charge him. That's the first thing. The NFL dropped the ball. And no one is considering Janae Wright the person who suffered that abuse and that violence. No one is considering she's a real person. No one is considering how to help and protect her. No one is considering, you know, maybe holding Rice accountable could help them. We're just kind of looking at it like, well, he may, he, he, he loses his livelihood. Well, he has to take responsibility for his actions. I mean, I just don't see any any room between that. If, if, you're, if you're considering yourself a person who can knock your wife out, then you need to face the justice system and you do not need to be in the NFL. That's just my let me Let me say something now. You see, you get me wrong. I'm not saying he has to take some sort of action. I, he does. And, and well, the question of, if that was my daughter, yeah, I'll be, I'll be pissed because I always tell people, you know, you have this and that, but when it hits home, you want to change it. A couple guys I was telling people about in the NFL, never put money towards things, you know. Well, um, I ain't going to bring up the name of the quarterback, big known world Hall of Famer, son got this disease. Now they want to advocate, oh, this and that. Till it hit home with them, now they want to be involved with That's my point. But to go back what you're saying, what I'm saying is, you taking this man say he can never come back. And what I'm trying to complain to you is, there's other stuff that was done worse than, I mean, the same. Anything is, is the worst, but killed people and got away and can come back. That's all I'm saying. Um, now, I'm not saying what happened to him. I told you when we talked, he should have got six games at first because the NFL seen that tape. The justice system right. told him, okay, you're not going to jail. You're getting, you get, this your first offense. None of his records show he's done this before. We're going to give you that. And that's how the justice system is. If you go and murder somebody, they're going to say, hey, let's look at his record. Oh, there's nothing to think. He's a model citizen. Let's give him oh, these many years of probation. So that's what I'm saying. 
I'm saying well, other people that done something in the NFL or in sports have done something and killed people and they able to come back. Let that man and that woman, I'll say, if she going to leave that man, she got to know to leave him because this is all on TV and she, she got to get out of it when they go get help. But let them decide. Don't let us as me go, oh, he shouldn't be in the NFL no more. He's wrong and all that. Because we don't know what goes on now also or what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I'm saying. I, 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 do, I, I, I do hear your point. And I, I, could even, I could even deal with, you know, oh, a you know year what, you know, of I don't mean to cut you off. Like you're getting amusing right here. We're going to break and then we'll let you finish what you said. So hold on to that thought. Okay. This is Jane Love, okay. my guest, okay. Nally Case. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I have my guest, Nally Gray. You there, Nally? Yes. What I was saying is, you know, I'm not saying there's a totally each have been punished. And if you look at it, the second, the tape, you know, and I spoke to a friend of mine, I said she spoke to a lawyer, there's no way the NFL could come back and suspend him indefinitely because you gave him his punishment to gain. That's double jeopardy. Now you want to say you've seen a tape and, ooh, wow, we got to let him go. No, mm-hmm. you've seen that tape before. I don't care what you say. They've seen that tape before. Now you got to come back because you got all this. That's what happened with Michael Vick. When people didn't see that, how all those dogs was being killed, and hit, before they was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Then when they seen that, Peter jumped in and like, hey, that's crazy. Uh-huh. And now you got all these <laughs> groups dropping and say, hey, we seen that, that he should be out. You know, it had died down. I forgot all about it. Everybody forgot all about it because the season started 
Now this tape, now it's back up like everything. Obama got something to say. You know, uh, all like that. The nation, Obama should have made a statement. I mean, I think... I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. Obama should have made a statement when the NFL didn't kick these other guys out for getting these cars, drinking, driving. Like I told you, there is no way you make $2 million, $3 million. You jump in the car, you can't pay somebody to drive you home from a club. Come on, and you go out and drive and kill people? Come on, you should be just calm because you know you're drinking in that club and you know you're drunk. That's my point I'm trying to make with everything should be right down the line the same. It should be, oh, this one because we got an all rage now, you know, and women saying, you know, and then the other one's like, well, it's okay they drink and party. That's what they think. Well, I mean, I think I can agree with you on when you're saying about how the NFL handled this situation with Ray Rice. Um, and, 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 and a lot of people are feeling that you, you, you give him one consequence and then, then the second tape comes out and now he's gone. And so I do understand where people are, are saying that, well, you, you give him, you know, you're giving him, you're punishing him twice, basically, um, because of the outrage of seeing the tape. I think that the NFL handled this very, very poorly. I don't understand. The commissioner is in trouble. It's either he is incompetent in that he did not do a thorough investigation or he is not being honest and forthcoming that he did actually see the tape. And and when, when we're dealing with, when you're investigating abuses, trauma, right, you are going to be thorough. You're going to talk to Janae. You're going to talk to Ray. You're going to talk to the people that they were with that night. You're going to talk to the folks who videotape the, 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 the dragging of it to see what, I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Now, I don't know if they saw the tape or not inside the, in, the elevator, but the fact that they did know that she was, dragged out of an elevator unconscious to me when I saw that, I thought that was not worth two games. That was worth I agree with you. being, you know, being suspended for the year just on that alone without knowing anything else because he has to hold himself responsible for his own actions. It is unacceptable. I mean, the lack of respect and the lack of control that he has exhibited um, really shows me that, you know, this person is really in need of a lot, a lot of help. And the NFL does no justice to him by slapping him on the wrist. Now, I agree with you. You give him two days and now because of things that have happened in the media and, and, and the outcry, now he can no longer play in the NFL. I understand your point to that, but the way I look at it, they finally got it right. They got it wrong the first time with the two games, and now they have corrected themselves, and they've gotten it right. Now, go back to your point about, um, you know, he's banned for life um, and before we went to the break. You know, he, he's, he's suspended indefinitely. And I can even, I can even say, James, this, and, and the last time I was on your show, I said that folks make mistakes and they deserve second chances. And if Ray Rice actually gets into program, a program, gets into therapy, 
and really puts in serious work about anger and rage and control and how to relate to women, specifically with his wife, and he puts in that kind of work and he's seriously committed about changing, there's no reason next season maybe he could be considered to come back. But I'm sorry, even though the NFL didn't get it right the first time, they got it right now, and I agree with him being out for the year. And I, it's actually, it's indefinite. They don't know, you know, we don't know at this point when or if he will return. But, I mean, we, we have to remember, James, 42 million women in the United States have experienced physical violence. 42 million. I mean, at some point... One of the, the biggest organizations in the world who, in, who is employing some people who are committing these acts has to do something and have to take a stance against it. And I think the NFL has begun to do the right thing. But it's a long way to go because since that the uh, policy came down, there's some other folks that have been arrested and it hasn't been handled. You know, on the 49ers, Ray McDonald is a Carolinas player. Um, you know, one of those players, you know, hit a pregnant woman. You know, so there's a lot of things that are going on in the NFL since the new policy, and the NFL is still not implementing things the way they should. So we're, we're way, we have a lot of work to do. We're nowhere close to yeah. what should be happening as it relates to domestic violence. Let me ask you a question. You asked me this question, if it was my daughter. What if that was your son or daughter in that club that got killed with Ray, Ray Lewis was there? Or what if that was your husband? That was walking home, that guy walking home from work, that Donald Star- Dante Starworth killed, drinking, driving. What if that was your dog? Like, people love dogs and leave their inheritance to that dog that um, Michael Vick was killing. What if that was yours? Would you still say, well, they, okay, they can come back in the NFL because it's not domestic violence, so they can come back. Because well, that's back, and you not- never said once the NFL got it right with them. I never heard well, you say the you NFL... Know- didn't got didn't get it right with them, and they back in the league playing and being Hall of Famer. So, so with Michael Vick, with Michael with Michael Vick, he actually served time. So, so that's that's one thing. So he was actually his freedom was taken away um, because he killed dogs. If I was a dog lover, dog lover like people are, I've been pissed off with, and he shouldn't even be back. Playing such. In the NFL. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I just look at, like, when we're talking about, when we're talking about Mike Vick, and, and you know, I want to I wanna be really, really careful that we're not comparing violence to animals to violence to women. I want to be really careful that, you know, we don't well, go well, down I'm, that I'm, road. I'm trying to claim the punishment in the NFL, how they doing it. You know, you saying killing stuff is okay, but beating up is, 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 is not. I, I think I think you're right in that the NFL has a lot of work to do as far as how they distribute punishment, how they handle situations, and how they come up. And and Roger Goodell has been criticized quite a bit over the years on how he how he has handled things in the past on a lot of different occasions with players. You know, I mean, you we we have to be honest and understand that the NFL is about protecting its image keeping the ticket sales up and keeping pe- viewers watching the game. And so 
that may be some of the reasons why they in the past have not handled things the way they should. I don't know. I do know that uh, things that happen in the NFL mimic society. And the NFL has a responsibility when things come up, when incidents come up and they happen, to do the right thing and not to ignore them, not to minimize them. Because when you do that, then you say to a high school student-athlete, football player, well, if Ray Rice can do that, so can I. So we have to stand up and say this stuff is not acceptable, whether it's harming animals, whether it's, you know, abusing substances and not being responsible. At the end of the day, all of us have to be accountable for our actions. We have to hold ourselves responsible. And the NFL or any other organization should be no different. But let's be honest, a lot of times players, especially elite players who are very talented, will get a slap on the wrist. They will uh, coaches and folks will look the other way because of their well, talent. Be careful now. And when uh, we do that, we general, create a bigger problem. Be careful. Let's generalize that all over because if you look at that, that, that one girl, Paris Hills, always in the media getting drunk and we're getting a slap on the wrist. So we got to look at it as saying all people that's famous is getting a slap on the wrist at times. Let's not just use the NFL, Okay. Because if you look at all and these that, other famous and people... That, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point. We were just talking about the NFL in this instant. But, you know, I, I think the point I'm making is that very often, and I have seen it in, 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 in the work that I have done working with athletes um, that, that are not elite athletes, that organizations, if they have a, a, a key role, if they have a certain talent, if the need for that person is great, and they get in trouble. I have seen myself where you will look the other way, where you will, you will handle things differently because of who he or she is. I mean, this does go on, and, 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 and that, that's not a surprise to anyone. But what I am saying is, particularly with Ray Rice and what we witness, he has to be held accountable, and he has to understand when the the uh, the the consequences of his actions and and you know the only way that he can really understand that is being away from the game because after the press conference after he was suspended two days if you recall James he said you know these two games are going to tear me up they're going to tear me up and he was so distraught about the games he was more distraught about missing the game than what he actually did to his then fiance. Yeah. And that's very disturbing to me. And so we can't ignore this kind of stuff. You know, I think that the NFL was late, but they got it right in the end. Now, who's to say what's going to happen to his future? He's suspended indefinitely. That doesn't mean lifetime. That means indefinitely. I think it's safe to say that he won't be playing anytime soon, but who knows what will happen and who knows what the work that he will put in to try to change his life. We just, the, the verdict is still out. Let me ask you this. All right, now we, we pass all that, you know. Um, okay. Uh, your certification uh, all like that, let's, let's say, not, not as any of a Ray Rice, uh, any after any person, what's the next step after this now? What, what a person can do, you know? Uh, what should they do? Counseling, go and talk. What, what do you see as the next step? a person to do. Absolutely. Um, 
one of the first things after after um, an incident like this happens is to really get into some programming. And in in Illinois, uh, we have in Cook County, we have a domestic violence court, and we have um, several agencies that work with individuals who have um, been the victim of, of domestic violence and those who uh, uh, perpetrate domestic violence. And so the first thing you want to do is both folks need to get into a program dealing with that. And they need to go into ongoing counseling. Now, if we're talking about, um, let's say, a person who is in a domestic violence situation and they want to get out, they don't want to stay in the relationship, what needs to happen is they need to make a plan. They need to, need to plan when they can leave, if they have access to funds, because a lot of times the women are very dependent um, financially of the, of the man, and so they need to try to have put some funds away. They need to try to hide some clothes and things like that and plan for an, an escape. And there are uh, domestic violence shelters all over the Chicagoland area. And I also want to just give a number, James. It's the national number for domestic violence. It's the hotline, and it's 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-799-SAFE. And so if you are a victim of domestic violence or you know someone who uh, may be in a situation, that is the number that can guide you to um, help in your area. And now, if somebody can email you, too, and get all your tools, they need to talk to you while you're giving them out. Sure, James. Um, you can reach me. Uh, my website is www.socialworkandsports.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Natalie underscore one. Um, you can also reach me uh, via email, info, I-N-F-O at socialworkandsports.com. I'm located, uh, my office is located downtown Chicago, 312 2633, and that is on North Wacker. Now, I didn't have no guests today, but I wanted uh, to bring you back. I, I don't know. I don't think it'd be. Uh, it'll be soon, maybe in a couple of weeks. I'd like to have some okay. NFL players, and I'd like to have you them give you questions. But so I wanted me and you to talk, you know, on this show. Mm-hmm. So I want them to have questions. I know there's different more questions and how they feel, you know, different players feel because. It's, it's a it's a family, you know. I'm not saying that it's wrong. They ain't gonna say it wrong, but they all gonna be behind him and try and help him and his wife, Beyonce, get through this, you know. And 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 that's what they all can do. They gotta have people behind them to feel be strong and say, hey, Ray, you messed up. But you know, that's not saying y'all can get a divorce from. But go get help and continue being a family. But both of them need help, like you said, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think support of the couple is wonderful, and I think um, I think it's, it's very it's very important that Janae really has that support as well, not just Ray, because you know she's the one receiving this abuse, and it's also important the people around Ray and the people around the person who is who is providing this this violence is to hold them accountable and say this is not okay. This is not how you handle problems. You know, because, again, we have to remember a lot of intimate partners do not report it. And so it's sometimes it's this dirty secret 
that's going on that no one knows about. So when we know about it, in the case of Ray Rice, I would really encourage his circle to not just embrace him, but embrace her and to say, you know, you do not have to accept being abused physically to be, that's not love. That doesn't mean that you all have to be divorced, but you have to understand that that is not what love is. That is not what a healthy marriage is all about. And so when we're supporting them, we can't just say, okay, you guys make it and be okay, work it out. We who are in that inner circle really have to hold them accountable and really make sure that she's not isolated because the way folks keep uh, these women under control is isolating them, that they can't control with who they, 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 they can't say who they can talk to. You know, he says, you know, you can't talk to her. You can't talk to your mother. You can't talk to your friends. You know, you, no, I, you can't go out of the house unless you're with me. You know, it, we have to say, you know, people in his circle need to say, you know, she needs to have her own independence. She needs to be able to have her own voice and not feel threatened that if she uses that voice, that violence can come her way. So that's important when we're supporting folks in these situations as well. Let me ask you this now. This might be going a little off, but, you know, my, my family's from Alabama. It was for the woman to cook, clean, and have baby and don't say nothing. Is that domestic abuse? Because they didn't have no voice, right? They were told to do this, and they did it. Is that domestic violence? Well, what it is 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 what what that is called, James, is is using um, male privilege. That's what that's called. It's like treating the woman, treating the woman like she's a servant. You know, she should be seen and not heard, and her place is in the kitchen and that kind of thing. And and you know, we know that that is not realistic, and that is not a, a, a healthy relationship to treat a wife as as if she's an object or something that that can be controlled. You know, when we when folks have that kind of thought process to you to answer your question directly, it can lead to these other things because right. someone is thinking, you know, you are supposed to act like this. And right. if you don't act like this, then now I must intimidate you. I must uh, emotionally abuse you. I need to isolate you. I need to accuse you of things, right. you know, so that I can maintain that power and control. But you know, when you truly respect the person you're with, whether a male or female, you don't want to control them. You don't want to have power over them. You want to have an equal relationship. You know, you want the shared responsibility. You want trust and support. You want respect. You want love that is unconditional, that has nothing to do with fear. And, and you know, these are the things, these are the kind of conversations that we need to have with not just our elite athletes, but also with our college athletes and with our, our high school athletes as well. You know, as Absolutely. a society, we need to look at how we respect women and how we relate to each other in relationships to make sure they're now, healthy. I hate to cut you all but we have to go. But before we go, I want you to tell us, listen, how they get a hold of you again, in touch with you. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, you can get a hold of me with by my website, www.socialworkandsports.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Natalie underscore Braves one and you can reach me at 312-803-2633. Well, Natalie, I appreciate you know, all the uh, information you gave today. You know, we'd like to get that out and definitely like to get you back. I'd like to get some other players on here and see what kind of question they have for you. 
I really appreciate that, James, and I appreciate your commitment to highlighting um, this important topic and allowing me to be on. So thank you so much again for having me. Thank you, and you definitely will be back. So we're going to talk. All right. Sounds good. Sounds All good. Right. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.